0: visiting the love grip. If you started at the beginning of our podcast series, you heard us mention the love grip as part of a language we've developed to discuss various elements of the fear of being fabulous.
1: So today, we're going to dig into a deeper definition of the love grip, how it's created, and why it's so awful
0: difficult to leave behind. In fact, when some people understand that they are caught in the love grip, and that's what's been holding them back, they're shocked to hear themselves say something like, well, I can't leave that behind. It's part of who I've always been. True. The love group can
1: feel like so much a part of you that it's difficult to release it. And for some people, very difficult to let it go. Because it's a set pattern of behaviors and feelings that were developed when you were
0: very, very young, and they reside in the unconscious. Right, in the unconscious. That's what we're going to dig into today. Hi, I'm Judith Shervin. And I'm Jim Snikowski. As a marriage psychology team, we've been
1: exploring and working with people about issues that relate to the love grade for over 30 years. And we know that it can touch right into the depth of
0: what's been holding you back in any
1: area of your life.
0: As an executive coaching team, we've been on retainer for several years at both LinkedIn and Credit Karma and have numerous other tech companies as clients as well. And we can assure you, we can assure you that people at every stage of their careers can be caught up and held back by the love grip.
1: So here is a simple definition. Think about when you were born and the first 7 to 11 years of your life. What was your family's
0: emotional atmosphere like? You see, during that time between birth and ages 7 to 11, it's important for you to understand that any child's brain hasn't been developed enough to allow for any type of analysis or reasoning about what is going on. Everything is taken in as the unquestioned and unquestionable nature of reality. That's all that little person's brain can do. It's taken in as what family is, what love is, and as what it means to belong. No matter how dysfunctional or even perhaps abusive your family may actually have been.
1: And then... It's only between the age of seven
0: to 11, that
1: period known as the age of reason, that the human brain has grown sufficiently to allow for the possibility of analyzing and assessing what is going around a person, and how we
0: are being treated. So think about it. The individual has all those prior unquestioned years of experience with their family that they know as the truth from birth to roughly 7 to 11 years old. And they are unable to question it at all, unless they get into therapy or work with a program like you are doing right now with this podcast.
1: So this is why, for example, over and over again, we hear from clients how they can't ask manager for a well-deserved promotion, a new role in the business, or for much-needed
0: additional headcount in order to meet an important deadline. And why? Well, some people say, because that would seem too pushy or aggressive. Others think it would make them look needy. And still others are worried it will make them appear overly ambitious. They might struggle to speak up enough at team meetings, even though they earned senior director title or even vice president. Bottom line, these kinds of holdbacks are almost always the result of the unconscious love grip. The emotional attachment to their childhood programming ruling the day, even today as they are adults. And it can apply to lots of situations where the objective is to stand one's ground. Think about it. You might find yourself caving in, going along, being nice, In situations where it's the opposite of what you should be doing. Perhaps in your personal life it shows up when you want to tell your parents you're not coming home for the holidays. Or you want to tell your neighbor to stop putting their trash into your bin. Or you want to tell the person you're dating or married to that you want a far more equal relationship in whatever form that might take. And even though you know you need to do something like this, You don't. So what is it that causes such a strong internal pull to not go after what you want or need? There's our first question for you. What were the messages or role models in your early family life that could have influenced you to develop such a serious holdback? After all, when you were a tiny one, You certainly cried out or yelled when you were hungry or needed your diaper changed. We ask you, now as an adult, what
1: memories come to mind related to when and how you might have had to learn
0: to hold back on your important desires? This is why we call the source of the problem the love grip. It's that deep, unconscious tie to how you were raised and the people who raised you that was all called love, and now that love has a grip on you, an unconscious grip. Okay, take a
1: moment now and think about an area of your current adult life that you wish were different. As you think about it,
0: how do you feel? What is the emotion attached to this issue? Your pain, upset or disappointment, Could be about anything from your romantic life, or the lack of it, your work life, friendships, financial issues, health, physical appearance, you name it. As you think about it, how are you feeling? Please
1: notice. Are you anxious, angry, sad, frustrated, bewildered, lost, or maybe even disgusted and fed up with life?
0: All right. We hope you are noticing and that something is gurgling up that you can see is lurking deep within. We hope your frustration or unhappiness will motivate you to go on a deeper journey with us. That's right, we're inviting you to take a memory visit back to your early growing up years. By the way, if you're not driving
1: or riding a bike or a motorcycle or doing anything, where getting distracted could be dangerous. Please stop listening until you're safely
0: on solid ground. Right, right, right. Otherwise, ready? Okay, so here's what we ask you to do. Take yourself back in your imagination to the family environment you grew up in, say before the age of 10. And I'm saying family environment, not some specific moment necessarily, but, the family environment you grew up in what was it like then
1: can you feel it if you're having trouble
0: don't worry you can revisit this experience anytime you want so we hope that you're having a felt sense of what it was like back then and if so begin to feel into your ways of managing and maneuvering that atmosphere in order to stay as safe as possible. For instance, for me, I have almost no memory of my family life until I was age nine, so I'm assuming that I pretty much checked out and went on to autopilot in terms of having to cope with the family I grew up in. And what we're hoping you can begin to sense is how the family atmosphere you grew up in held a grip on who you could be. For example, were you punished for speaking up? Just disagreeing with somebody in the family? Maybe you were spanked for having your own opinion, contrary to mom or dad. Were you sent to your room if you didn't finish your dinner, even if you weren't hungry or didn't like something? Anything like this could have occurred, usually in the name of loving you. When
1: I was in my family, as I think about it right now, it was heavily Catholic. There wasn't a lot of physical punishment. But my Lord, when someone looked at you, or my grandmother looked at me, or my father looked at me in a particular way, I just felt like I wanted to die my household back in detroit inner city polish catholic peasant polish peasant catholic detroit was felt like it was difficult to breathe there was very little life available it was a slog had to work through every single day just to live my memory it was like being alive with a 50 pound pack on your back I had to carry that around. But it was an invisible pack. If I could see it, I could do something about it. All it was was a feeling, heaviness, emptiness, thickness, like being in Las Vegas when it's 118 degrees. It's just hard to be.
0: So even if you went the rebellious route which Jim really didn't, except he did join a gang, which you can read about in his second book, An Ambition to Belong. Keep in mind that the power base still didn't belong to you. Yeah, you're rebelling, but one or more adults in your home, you were navigating against them or around them, but they still held the power. And most often when we ask people about those family situations, the answer will be some form of, but I loved them. And yes, most people feel some kind of love for the people who raised them. And then in their adult lives, they unconsciously still find themselves playing the good boy or the sweet girl and can't break out of the manner in which they coped with what they saw as a loving family and how they were loving their family.
1: And then later in life, They are misdivided as to why they are blocked from the kind of success they see others having no matter in what areas of their life. And even when their adult selves can't create true success, their inner child tears it down with ideas about feeling an imposter, a fake, or a phony.
0: Right, right, the imposter syndrome. A lot of people feel like they have the imposter syndrome. Well, from the way we look at it, psychologically and emotionally, they are locked into what we call the love grip with the deep unconscious love of a child controlling how they now behave in adulthood.
1: You see, most people, unless they've been in some good quality therapy, never allow themselves to analyze the question
0: who they learn to be in their growing up homes. Right. And until you release yourself from the unconscious power of the love grip, you'll continue to feel mystified by obstacles and frustrations that make no logical sense in your adult life. So when you have some private time
1: to further investigate your memories, your feelings from childhood, and how they are still affecting you now, look for any and all loyalties, prohibitions, Take in for granted beliefs, feelings that are especially sentimental,
0: and write them down. And then begin to examine where you see their after-effects showing up in your adult life, holding you back, or consistently taking you in wrong directions. And if you're ready to dig in even more deeply into overcoming the fear of
1: being fabulous, be sure to take yourself through a 12-part personal workshop that is available in audio download or CD collection,
0: plus full transcripts, and it's pressed to appeal to anyone. Right, and it's available at overcomingthefearofbeingfabulous.com forward slash workshop, workshop with a lowercase w. You'll be so glad that you've done this for yourself. And we look forward to the next time.